Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. The root of all suffering in the ego is loneliness. If you trace back all of your defense mechanisms, all your addictions, all your craziness, <laughs> it comes down to an avoidance of loneliness, doesn't it? Or an acceptance of loneliness, but a bitter acceptance, a Vulcan acceptance. <laughs> Stoic resignation to the lonely life. <clears throat> so people can't handle it. And because they can't handle it, they refuse to grow up, because growing up means facing your loneliness, doesn't it? And so people do all kinds of things to avoid it. They drink alcohol, that's a big one, or they stuff their loneliness with pizza or other comfort foods, uh, or other harder drugs, or promiscuity are various other ways of dealing with it, porn and all of the, the ways that, that people try to uh, imag have imaginary kind of flings or uh, assumptions of, uh, of a coupling that usually falls flat. Often uh, the best choice uh, for a neurotic ego is to fall in love with their pet. And, uh, and then you have somebody who it won't leave you probably and uh, doesn't talk back and tell you that they hate you actually, see. So there's, uh, there are all these different ways, but they all lead to a kind of a codependency and they come down to a refusal to grow up. Because growing up means facing solitude. So the only cure, the one and only cure for loneliness is onlyness. And that onlyness means the only one self that is real must be attained. Because the real loneliness that we have is loneliness for our own self. Because the ego is not the self. That's why it's lonely. Now, Jacques Lacan said that the ego is uh, produced by what he called the mirror stage. When the infant first looks in the mirror, recognizes its body, and, uh, and the mother is usually standing there and says, that's you. And the baby says, oh, that's me. And from then afterwards, the consciousness is trapped in the mirror because your consciousness enters a reality tunnel in which you are simply a, an image of yourself 
that can be represented in a mirror, but you want it to be a mirror that your mother is looking at because she is the one who gave you your identity. And your identity came out of a state of fusion with the mother. I and the mother are one. And when that fusion broke, then you felt abandoned. So most egos think that they have a terrible fear of abandonment. It's not actually a fear of abandonment because that abandonment already happened in your early childhood, usually at the weaning stage. And the realization that you're born into a relatively loveless world. But because it gets suppressed, you're always throwing that trauma into the future. And then trying to recreate a dosed version of it that you can handle. I can take this loss. Maybe I can take a little big, a bigger loss, maybe a bigger one. But there's always a level of loss that you feel you can't take, and then you regress back into an infantile, infantile state of consciousness and regress to old habit patterns of avoidance of your onlyness that you interpret as loneliness. And this, of course, creates a whole jungle of projections, the ones you're angry at because they are, are abandoning you or don't recognize you in that mirror stage and adore you, or the ones that you, you project on uh, that deserve to be uh, abandoned, etc. And you try to keep yourself as much as possible uh, safe from uh, the taint of the unlovable. And the outcast. And of course, there are versions of it where you have to wear a scarlet letter, and there are versions of it where you have to get castrated, you know, and there are versions in which you have to die for your crimes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But all of these narratives get built upon the the issue of loneliness. If you go back to the 12th century, that great archetypal story, Tristan and Isolde, look at their names. Trist, sadness. Isolde, isolation, right? The sadness of the isolated ego that would rather take a love potion and get an artificial form of love than to suffer the loneliness of being left out. And so the loneliness of the ego is the issue that the yogi must come to heal and to face and not run away from. But if you think about the tamasic and the rajasic gunas, they're either, they're two different ways of trying to escape your loneliness. One is you space out, you get sleepy, or you, you, know, you black out on alcohol or some other way. Or actually, the way that the POMO deals with the loneliness is to try to cure it, not with onlyness, but with onlineness. <laughs> and if I stay connected often enough and I got somebody trying to call me, I'm okay, you know? But I gotta have that phone right there in my pocket. 
I can cure my loneliness in a minute. Look, I got 25 friends right there, you know. So, uh, you know, these are, are ways that don't really work very well. And uh, unfortunately, when we've had traumatic uh, childhood situations where the loneliness was augmented by uh, neglect and child abuse, uh, then we tend to even want to repeat those. They repeat in fantasies and nightmares, but they, re they can also repeat in the real of the phenomenal plane because we prefer to be abused than to be alone. And so the, uh, the situation of the ego is uh, always a running away from, rajasically, into workaholism or some other hopefully more productive form of running away, or running away by, by sleeping one's life away or spending it on diversions and distractions, or uh, one faces it and goes through it. But that's the black hole that the ego isn't strong enough to confront and therefore would rather continue its vain fantasies of, uh, of connections that aren't real and, uh, and, and stay in a Peter Pan type of state rather than to uh, grow beyond the loneliness into the truth of what reality is. But from that needy infant who is trapped in the mirror and whose defense is only narcissism. You see, once it becomes an image, <clears throat> then its only choice is either to let go of that image as it was originally loved and unified with by the mother, who is now the lost object, or it worships that image, it builds shrines to that image, it turns itself into a statue this is narcissism. But a statue isn't very much alive. It becomes very passive and very uh, unable to grow. And so you, you have uh, people who are very intelligent but live in a zombie box because growth means facing that black hole and moving through it. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.